Zip hey, 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 how the heck are you, folks? It's another day. And here I am, and there you are. And I want to always thank you for tuning me in on Sunday and sharing your Sundays with me. And it must be the last. I don't know where that screw went. I'm worried about this mic's going to fall down. <laughs> but anyway, uh, and since it's the last Sunday of the month, you know who's here. Dr. Jessica Levy, the holistic vet. And so if you've got some vet questions, please call them in. Take advantage while she's here, okay? And uh, because, you know, I, I do a lot of, I learned a lot from Dr. Jess, but I'm not the vet, okay? So she is. So hopefully that uh, if you got questions, please call them in. All right. And hopefully your turkey day went good. How did your turkey day go? Miss Carly? It was really good. Um, we went over to a family friend's house. Uh, we switched it up kind of this year. Okay. Um, normally we do the downtown turkey trot. This oh, yeah. Year. Okay, yep, yep, You know, yep, in the yep, morning. Yep, 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 Got to work off the calories before yep. you add the calories, you, you guys. Go. Yeah. Um, but instead we did the Chanhassen one. It was it was okay. My um, people? I, I would say for a smaller event, it was really good. However, we really liked it because the money that you had to pay to do right. the race. It went to um, Secondhand Hounds. Oh, Dale, yes. Yeah. That's an awesome. Well, I wish I would have known about that. We could have promoted it. Well, I, di- I didn't know it was going to wow. that until I got the sweatshirt and it has oh, like wow. Secondhand Hounds on it or okay. whatever. And so I was like, oh, I was like, this is a great race. Well, how did you find out about that? Um, So they always have... Uh, a turkey trot. I mean, somewhere in the city on right. Thanksgiving. I, is it in the big? The big one is at the Mall of America, correct? The big one is downtown. Oh, downtown. So oh, yeah, okay. that's Minneapolis. And oh, okay. They do have one in St. Paul too. Oh, okay. Um, but we just decided to switch it up just a little bit right. because the one in downtown nuts. Uh, it's nuts, and we didn't really like the fact that the money that they raised, they didn't even like split half of it. So the person putting like the event coordinator or whatever is basically making that profit really and then on top of that they're asking you to bring in like a canned food item and that's their donation and ah, that's for very interesting that's for and second that harvest bring, heartland that which brings, is also good yes. but but that brings to clear uh, uh with the holiday season everybody wants to be giving yeah know who you're giving to right. and how much of that your dollar actually goes exactly in, instead of administration costs actually goes to who you want it to go right yeah and, and that's with the internet you you can find that out right away exactly you know i i could name a couple that i would never be associated with <laughs> And they're the bigger ones because yeah. their their administration costs is huge, and it's like no 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 you know it should be flipped. I'm not talking about the uh, the humane you know the animal yeah, ones. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about no. a lot of them have to do with breast cancer. Yep, <laughs> yep. exactly. Yeah, and so uh, and I, it drives me nuts. And so sometimes I think the smaller venues get more done. And it go and they get if you give them your dollars, and yeah. So and that goes with uh see a lot of the smaller humane rescue groups. They don't have the manpower to put on, you know, uh, fundraisers. Right, exactly. And so that's why I wish that somehow they could um, collaborate. 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 Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Collaborate. Thank you. Yeah. Whereas they pool their resources and try to put something together like either a walk or just something that a walk is kind of so overdone as far as I'm concerned. Well, this one was like a run walk. So like they had the runners go first and then you could bring your dog as Mm -hmm. long as it was on a leash. But I wish they would all get together, try to do a main and then split the cost because they all need the money. Yeah. And if they they pool their resources, they could come out ahead. So that, that would be my wish. 
wish for that. But with the holiday season, please know where your holiday dollars are going and if they truly are going to a good, you know, where they represent who they're they're yeah. gathering the money for. Yeah, All it right? was that's, so that's yeah. So that was fun, you know, on that side. And then we just went to a family friend's house and. Eight drink a be man. Yeah. The Vikings won on national TV. I'm always <laughs> pre- impressed when they win on national TV <laughs> because they always seem to choke. But they're doing what? Nine in a row? Nine and two? Seven in a row. Now they're nine and two. So I just, uh, that's so cool. I don't know when they're going to put Teddy in. He just seems to be sitting on that sideline. <laughs> but oh well. They're doing good, so just leave it alone. Say on Thanksgiving Day, our Thanksgiving, the turkey was good and uh, got to watch the game a little bit, so I was happy about that. But also, I don't know if you knew that the National Do- Purina National Dog Show was on. And uh, Newton, a Brussels Griffin, won Best in Show. And that's when you take all the groups, you know, the herding, the, the um, working groups, the toy, the non-working groups. You take all, I think there's seven groups. But anyway, and so that's the, they take the top dog in each one of those categories. And then the top winner was a Brussels Griffin. Now, personally, I think that was wrong. I think the judge had his head in his little butt. Yeah, and if you go to look, I think the Springer Timmy should have won. The Springer was phenomenal. Had a little extra pick, pep, the kick, or whatever type thing. Nothing against the Brussels Griffin. I'm not saying that. You know, it's a cutie pie. But uh, if you look at them and how they uh, how they walk, and uh, it's supposed to be the best example of the breed, where you look at that dog and go, "Wow, that is awesome." And that's what my gut was with the Springer. But if you want to look for yourselves, go to NBCSports.com, NBCSports.com to see all the dogs and they have part, uh, snippets of the show. And uh, and see what you think. But I really think the Springer Timmy should have won because it was just... But a, a Brussels Griffin isn't just for everybody. And now, you know, this is why I hate anything that 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 wins titles like this or shows up in movies because everybody's got to have one. And so the Brussels Griffin is 7 to 8 inches tall at the shoulder, 7 to 12 pounds. But there are throwbacks that can go up to 20 pounds or if you overfeed them. <laughs> and they have a monkey face. But if you want to learn more about the Brussels Griffin, go to dogtime.com. Dogtime.com, and they will they have uh, scenarios about all the breeds, and it's it's a good site because it doesn't. A lot of times when you look up a particular breed on a uh, like a, a, a Malmute site or a German Shepherd, you think God had one. You know, it's not. This site did it very. You know, the pros and the cons and such. It was a very good overview. So go to Dogtime.com to check out the Brussels Griffin, and then but like I said, I and also then go to NBCSports.com and put in the Perina International dog show to see that show because I really think Timothy the Springer should have won but that's my personal thing and then I want to remind you next next week I'm going to be live 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 broadcasting there we go at Chuck and Don's new store in West St. Paul and Jason and Alexis is going to be there too and Jason's going to be on the show about the last uh, from four from five to six and we're going to be talking about what what are, are the what are good presents gifts for either dog owners themselves or for the dogs themselves all right and Chuck and Don's carries them so we'll be able to touch and feel and such like that so that'll be cool so please come on down I'm going to be there from three to four and saying hi and if you want a picture taken with me or whatever or I want, want me to meet your your pets, please bring them if they're user friendly. Believe the retractable leashes at home, please. Only the regular leashes, and then uh, so that's the next Sunday, and from three to four. Three to four uh, meet and greet, and then I'm going to be doing my show live from four to six. And Jason and Alexis from the morning show, uh, who I dearly love, are going to be there too. So please stop on down, and a good time will be had by all. Also, next, 
Saturday, December 2nd, uh, there's going to be a holiday pet po- uh, photographs at Atlas Pet Supply in Stillwater. And uh, bring your favorite feathered, scaled, or furry friend and have a fun photo taken at a holiday photo booth for your upcoming holiday cards, framing, or sharing with friends and family. And it's, you know, you can, if you've got an iguana, bring that. you got a guinea pig. you got a rabbit, a cat, a dog. And there's treats for everybody, treats for humans, treats for the for the pets. And then this is a benefit to uh, for Bark for Life. You all know Bark for Life for Stillwater. I'm part of that gang that puts that on. And so there's a free will donation. There's going to be a backdrop where, you know, you can bring your own phone and camera and take your own pictures. But it'd be great if you can, you know, donate some to the Bark for Life, okay? And then we're if you don't have yours, we will take the picture suitable for framing and send it to you. But anyway, so by free will donation, so hopefully you have time next Saturday, December 2nd, 11 to 1, 11 to 1 at the Stillwater Atlas Pet Supply. Holiday pet photographs brought to you by the Bark for Life crew and the, the Baldwin Bunch. And it's a free, okay? It's free. So please stop on by. But like I said, we're taking free will donations. Okay. All right. Okay. Give a holler at 651-641-1071. And we got Dr. Jessica Levy, holistic vet. So we will be answering. I don't have a trivia question. I forgot trivia questions. What? Oh, no, no trivia? Don't panic. Don't panic. Okay. I will find some for the next one. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Oof. Let's Okay. Let's see. Let's see what I can come up with here. I can't believe that. Do you have like a funny joke off of the top of your head Man. that you really like? Well, you know my favorite one. What does one flea say to the other flea? Oh, yeah. I know that one. Okay. Well, then we'll say what did one flea say to the other flea and we'll okay. be right back. Hey, hey. Thank you for tuning in to KDK9. Joe, greatly appreciate it. Also, I forgot, January 27th, really looking out there, the Doggy Depot down at Union Depot. We did that the last three years. I'm going to be down there again with FM 107. So mark your calendar off 10 to 2 on January 27th, downtown St. Paul, Union Depot, Doggy Depot. So do that. All right, let's head to the phone line. Oh, wait a minute. To your joke. My joke. Yeah. What did one flea say to the other flea, Carly? Um... Should we walk or should we take the dog? Yes! <laughs> ding, 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 ding! There we go. I love See, that I remember one. that one. I love that one. That is so funny. All right, let's uh, go to the phone lines. Okay, we have Gail on the line, and Gail has a question about her golden mix that's having trouble with her child. All right. Hey, Gail, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. How old's your pupper? He is about a year and a half, so he is still a puppy. Okay, and then what's going on? Well, my daughter comes home, and, you know, and she's, like, been through dog training class with me, so she's done some dog training with him. Okay. Um, And he'll, you know, he just thinks that, I don't know if he thinks she's another puppy or what, but, you know, he he will bite her socks, and he, he just, he he plays with her really rough, and he won't listen to commands like, leave it. And, um, you know, and then she kind of gets in there and doesn't help matters either by, by egging him on, you know, and it's just, it's a real big disruption. And I just, I I don't know how to handle it at this point. Okay. So, um, now, so when she comes home from school, the dog is out and about. Uh, yeah. Or, or if we both get home at the same time, you know, and he greets us or whatever, but you know, it doesn't take too long until, you know, usually it's like, I'm, I'm busy. I'm making dinner, right. I'm trying to make dinner and, um, you know, and I even have treats there and I tell her, you know, give the dog commands, put them in a down stay or whatever, you know, and and she, sometimes she does and sometimes she doesn't. And then inevitably they get into this wrestling thing and she ends up, 
feeling like, oh, he bit me, he hurt me, and then there's a big scene, you know, <laughs> and he's just looked like, I just want to play, right. you know? Right. See, most dogs see kids. How old's your child? She's nine. Okay. Most kids eight and under are oil and water to most dogs, okay? And then a dog at that age, they still got puppy mush brain. They're starting to come out of it, though. By the time he hits two, two and a half, that will help a lot. But the big thing is, is that, you know, if your daughter's not going to listen, then I would use a kennel on her. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, uh, because that's the thing is that if she's not willing to work with the situation, she deserves what she gets. And so if she wants to egg him on, then, you know, too bad, too sad. I'm, I'm not going to help you. This is what you need to do. And if you don't, you choose. It's all about choices. And if you choose to egg on and not, you know, do what we're trying to, you know, help you here with, then I throw my hands up, walk away, let her, you know, boo-hoo all, all you know, together. Otherwise, like I say, I, I would say like when, if she's the first one home and the dog is out of the kennel, I would make sure the dog is in the kennel till adult gets there. And then the thing is, is that then when the dog when the adult gets there, then the adult takes the dog outside, goes potty, you know, kind of take that edge off. And then when you come back in the house, the dog is on a training collar and a leash, so you can work with the dog and get him to you know. Uh, have a you got to create a different routine instead of getting the wah factor out. You know when the dog when the when the ch- child uh, start running or t- you know pick up a toy and be like ah come on let's go you know start egging on the dog then it is not the dog's fault it is the child's fault and so that's why what you got to do is you got to uh, impress on her that you get what you do if you're not going to listen and and unfortunately those teeth they hurt then they're not doing it to bite you know to be vicious but that that uh, goldens are notoriously mouthy. You know, their mouth is on everything. <laughs> and then if you move your arm, it grabs the cuff wrong, and all of a sudden you got a ripped shirt. So that's why what you got to do is uh, create a new, uh, what do you want to call it, uh, way to come home. Routine? Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's exactly a new routine. This is what it's going to be. And if you choose not to do this, it's your choice, and then I don't want to hear about it. All right, because like that's I said, kind of what I've been doing with her, but I just thought, okay, there's got to be there's got to be a better way here. But yeah, yeah. but no, because what it is is training them both. But like I said, if you don't have time, then the dog goes into the kennel. Is he kennel trained? Yes. Yes. And let the kennel be your savior. Yeah. Don't ever feel bad that the dog is in the kennel because he is, that is everybody's. <sighs> and so then he doesn't come out of the kennel, you know, until somebody's got the time to work with the situation. And it only gets better and better. But once again, then you got to, you know, really explain to your daughter that you cannot egg him on. And otherwise, you're going to get, you're going to get it. And then I don't want to hear about it. And so that's why uh, have you? I would get a good trick book, and because obedience in kids, it's like uh, yeah, right. But what they love to do is teach dogs tricks. And so that's what I would do is I would go get a, a good trick book like at half price bookstores, okay, and then assign her or let her pick out a trick. And so then what she's going to do is uh, instead of getting the dog to do a down or a down say, which is boring as all get out, uh, say you know what, go t- have now you go and what's your pupper's name? Honey. Honey, you and Honey go work on your trick, okay? And so the uh, trick is considered mastered when they will do it with or without a treat, all right? Then then it's time to move on to the next trick. And if you, how many kids do you have? Just one. Okay. And if other people in the house, such as yourself or whatever, want to teach a trick, that's fine. You pick out another trick, all right? But she cannot do your trick and you cannot do her trick. It's, a, uh, it's, it's uh, that dog and that your child, that's ownership of that trick. If you want to see the trick she's teaching, she's got to go get the dog, bring it to you, and she will show you the trick. But you cannot ask that dog that trick. 
All right. So then it's ownership okay. of that trick and that the kids feel proud. Look what I did with this dog. And at first you might have to, you know, you all three of you in the same room. So you can kind of help her figure it out, how to relay it to the dog. And then as you see, they're, they're grasping it, then step away, stay in the same room, but just step away and try to let her figure it out and do it on her own. So now what's going to happen is that you, she's being organized. She's making the dog be still to teach it a trick. And now it's not boring as all get out. All right. Oh, that's a great idea. You know, I bet there's probably even YouTube videos on teaching oh. dogs different tricks. Oh, I'm, you know, that's, I'm sure there is. Yeah. You don't even do yeah. I forget yeah. about that. I'm not the internet suave. <laughs> but, no, 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 uh, but just, yeah. You know, yeah, so, yeah. Because that's the big thing is redirect her attention. If she insists on goading the dog, you know, then, uh, then let's switch it because dog, kids really love when a dog all of a sudden can, uh, you know, when they roll over or play dead or, you know, be a gopher that's begging, you know, type thing. Do not teach shake, though. Teach high five, low five, or high ten, low ten. But shake, then all of a sudden that dog is going to start using that paw for everything, and it's going to drive you nuts. And so that's why don't don't teach it to shake. You know where you grab the paw and shake it. You can you can slap it, but you don't shake it. Okay, and if okay. any time that dog brings a paw, like you're trying to give it a a tickle or whatever, quick move your hand and go uh uh-uh, uh wrong, and then go back to try to give it a uh uh-uh, uh wrong. So then pretty soon the dog keeps all feet on the floor, and now you can pet the dog, but you don't want that paw coming out for everything because that will just oh just drives you nuts. Well, drives me nuts. But um, so that's what you want to try to do: set up a new routine, maybe do you know redirect her into doing tricks with the dog. And there, there's so many things out there teaching them to jump through hula hoops. Uh, you know uh, what's that one? I just got it. Uh, oh, I just got it. It's, it's a, oh God, I can't. I could see the the picture of the book. He trained the Weimaraners and and did on TV a whole bunch of things with the Weimaraners. Can you remember? And it's ten minutes. It's it's ten minutes fun games for dogs. And I just got it, and I I can picture the book, but I can't picture the author. I'm gonna have to look that up. Try that ten. Uh, Google it. Ten minute fun games. Uh, uh, and try that. Uh, because okay, that there, great. yeah, it's it's really a it's a cool, yeah, like something simple. There's a lot of things that where you just use things around your house, you know, to work with the dogs. And it's all pictures. It's hardly any reading. I like picture things, so that then you oh I can see okay I understand yeah, okay there we go. Hula hoop is an, an awesome thing to have the dog walk and jump and, and such like that through the hula hoop. Uh, teaching a dog to jump rope with you. It's it's there's there's so many cool things you can teach the dog. And then now she like I said she's got ownership and now she's having fun with the dog and they're becoming a team. And the biggest thing is that he's seeing her instead of a, as a litter mate is starting seeing her as something to reckon with that you know what i mean she's got some power okay cool okay all right. good luck Thank keep me posted so you betcha bye-bye okay. all right bye-bye yeah i can't think of that book it's 10 minute fun games or something like that i don't have a computer over here miss carly carly's gonna look it up i'm working on no, it i'm working it's a blue the blue book is the book is blue and they use Weimaraners mostly, and they've got a couple collies. <laughs> and what do you think it's called? Ten tricks? Uh, Ten-minute fun games, okay. something like that. Okay, it's not technically tricks. It's fun games. I got it on I got it on Amazon.com. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, where are we at? Who's up next? Well, we can start with Anne-Marie. Right. And Anne-Marie has a question about her dog that's not Uh-oh. eating. All righty then. Hey, Anne-Marie, how you doing? Good thing. Good, good. Okay, what's what? What kind of dog do you got? Well, I have a thirteen-year-old Bashan. Okay. And my question is, I have decided to go part-time on the raw food diet for right. her. Okay. And I've what I feel is I've created a monster because <laughs> 
she loves that stuff so much. Mm-hmm. And she's never really been such a big eater. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the minute I get home, she's standing at the freezer whining. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. she can't wait to eat. Mm-hmm. But I don't feed her that every day because, you know, it gets costly. Mm-hmm. But she won't eat her other foods. Okay, what's her other foods? Um, I feed her Nutrisource, mm-hmm. from and Origin. All right, okay. And, you know, she would... She has her favorites out of those. Mm-hmm. And then um, I decided I was going to start making them soft, like you said, mm-hmm. you know, the warm gravy yep. or, you know, the water and all that. But I had a bad experience from that because I thought I would speed up the process and boil oh, no. the food in the water. Oh, no, 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 no. And she got so sick. Yeah. And no. when I called Nutrisource, they said, oh, <laughs> I said, well, it took too long to soak up the water. Yep. I thought I was doing a big, and they said, oh, no, you're burning all the nutrients. And yep. I mean, she was so sick. So now I'm afraid to do that, or not do that again, but, you know. But what you just do is see, you're supposed to be just use hot water from the tap, all right? Okay. And then you just put it in there, and then, you know, yep. until it floats. And then you put okay. it aside, and you got to wait. And with uh, grain free, with the nutri- I use the Pure Vita and the Nutrisource, yep. and uh, it takes about forty five minutes to uh, fifty minutes to rehydrate. Or, okay. So then I fluff it with a fork, put my supplements in, and then feed it. All right. Okay. But anyway, and and some people, what they're doing because they don't have the time to wait that hour or whatever. So yeah. What they're doing is making dinner at breakfast and breakfast at dinner. And but then what oh. you do is you cover it. Okay, don't put it in the refrigerator. Just okay. put it out of uh, so the dog can't get to it. But cover it because you don't want the air to, you know, zap it. Because yeah. oxygen is the biggest uh, enemy of all dry foods. All right? Okay. And yep. so that's why we don't want to do that. But the, uh, also, uh, you know, like you can do freeze-dried also. Because, see, my two little dogs, I do not give any processed food to. You know, my three-pounder, my ten-pounder. Yep. Mm-hmm. I just do the raw bistro, you know, the raw. And then yep. I do Stella and Chewy's, the uh, freeze-dried. I do uh, whatever you call it. Sojo's or Pure Honest Kitchen, you know, for um, uh, dehydrated. All right. Oh, and where is the dehydrated stuff? Like in yeah, any place? Yeah, they, they they have this own section dehydrated. You know, it's like oh. army rations. Oh, see, I didn't even know about that. Yeah, so it's like it's got everything. You got to make sure it says complete because there are some that whereas you, uh, you add your own meat. And then, uh-huh. uh, and so it, like Sojo's, they have complete, and then they have where you can own, and the ones you add your own meat is a lot cheaper than if it comes with the meat in it, okay? Okay. But okay. anyway, and so that's what I do for my two little guys, and then I use like Pure Vita and such like that um, as a treat, like if I'm teaching tricks or such like that, but yep. that's about it. But otherwise, um, okay. and, and Zelda is the only one they get, and let me talk about her when we get back. Can you hold on? So we can, uh-huh. we got to run right now. Okay, hold on a sec. <laughs> Sure, I had a cough. All right. <clears throat> what, you know, remember the big craze, Krispy Kreme? Guess what What state did Krispy Kreme, what state was it born in? We'll be right back. All righty then. Hi, this is the Katie Canine Show. We're here with Dr. Jessica Levy, Holistic Vet. Dr. Levy, how can they get a hold of you if they should want to? Uh, through my website at holistic-vet-care.com. Okay, where is the birthplace of the Krispy Kreme donut? I will give you a hint. Okay. It's in the southern states. Oh, it is. Okay, good. Okay, um, what do you think? Yeah, because I thought was, I was going to say like Wisconsin or something. But yeah, you would that, think. That's, well, I thought it was Kansas, but that's not really. Um, 
Let's go with Kentucky. Let's go with North Carolina. Oh. Is the birthplace of the first Krispy Kreme donut. Wow. North Carolina. So there you go. Okay, then. I had one you know, when the first craze came. Oh, yeah. Was not impressed. <laughs> I don't know. Did you ever have one? Krispy Kreme? Yeah, they were, I mean, I think they were good. Oh, I just, I vaguely. wasn't impressed. They, I don't remember that. They were good. I just don't, I was never that person that was going to. Because that's drive kind of donut, like, and stand oh, yeah. in line and you know because I used to love those glazed donuts you know the big poofy things oh, yeah, and so yeah, that's yeah. why I really thought I was gonna like this I'm tasting them and it's like you know for all the hoopta that people are it was a flatter Krispy Kreme it was crazy or, yeah, it was a flatter right, right. It was more uh, condensed glazed donut yes. or whatever yeah. yeah no I wasn't that impressed though so. yeah I mean, okay they're okay let's go back to Anne Marie. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Dog doesn't want to eat, <laughs> but we'll eat the raw, and which is, that's a smart dog. <laughs> but anyway, as see now with my Zelda, my big dog, you know, she's 90 pound uh, American Bulldog, uh, uh, Dane or Boxer Mix, you know. Uh, but anyway, and so, you know, any dog that's bit tall, deep chested and long, our tendency to bloat. And so um, I, I, when I do grain free with her, like I said, it takes almost an hour for the nuggets, but I just used to put hot tap water and then just let it soak. And then, you know, like I say, then once all the water is gone, and that's the key here, make sure all the water is gone and absorbed into those nuggets and the nuggets are soft because that also brings out the smell, you know, in the, of the dog food. And then that's what dogs eat according to smellability, not padability. If it smells cool, they're on it. Now, when you feel the raw, feed the rod, is that at room temperature? Uh, yeah, I okay. thought out. Yep. Good. Because what I do with my raw is I put the patty, it's thawed. I put it in the, in the, the dish. Then I put a little bit of hot tap water on it to quick warm it up even more and oh. kind of put my fingers in it, you know, and, and then kind of now they got a little gravy with their, with their nugget there. And yep. so, but, uh, and then I put my supplements in and such like that. So that, that, but that's the thing is that, no, you don't want it because you're just going to, you're going to crush anything you, it's uh, all your dry foods have already been cooked, you know what I mean, at high heat. Yeah. So, yeah. So if you go even higher, you know, take the, the what what you're just taking all the good stuff, you know, out of it type thing. So. Yes. I found that out the hard yeah, way. Yeah. And so that's why I try the dehydrated tight, you know, the freeze dried, try, you know, so there's ways around this. So it's not so spendy. Is this your only dog? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And really, I mean, I could, I, I personally don't, <laughs> yep. I personally am just. Okay. Then try ugh. the, try the dehydrated because that's okay. it's ready in about uh, 10 minutes. If that. That's you know, it's, it's usually well, two cups uh, water to one cup product is what it is, okay. and okay. so yeah, so get, maybe that should be uh, your other. Uh, and I, I've never uh, there's of course there's many do- there's dogs that will snub their nose at some things, but I haven't seen too many snub their nose at dehydrated diets. Right. Okay. okay. Great. Well, thank you so much. You bet, kiddo. Have a great evening. You too. Bye bye. Alrighty then. What? What? Oh, you gave me the look like you were going to say something. Never mind. Go back to knitting. She's knitting. No, do folks. you want me to say something? I don't know how she can knit and count and then talk well, too. What I, I can't say, walk and chew bubble gum, but <laughs> yes. Um, so you know, I do these uh, raw feeding demo classes. That's right. Yeah. I have another one coming up on December 9th. Okay, December 9th, and where they can uh, when they can they catch that? It's at Canine Crossing at two p.m. It's a Saturday afternoon. So what I do with those classes is because um, the the pre made raw foods, the pre mixed. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, formulated, beautifully packaged, mm-hmm. frozen nugget kind mm-hmm. of things are often, uh, you know, quite expensive. I I, th- I think they were great, but for some people, especially people with big dogs, yes. are kind of like, um, yeah. now it's costing me twenty dollars a day to feed my dog. Yeah, and so um, I started doing these classes because I found that people were hesitant to buy, say, 
um, a beef heart or pork brisket or even things like turkey necks because mm-hmm. they just didn't know what to do with them when they got them home. And oh, so okay. what I do is um, I bring my husband because he's my chief cutter-upper. Cutter-upper. And uh, we thaw out a whole bunch of stuff mm-hmm. and show people what to do with it. Oh, nice. That's yeah. a smart idea. Yeah. And so, you know, it's kind of a, it's a, kind of a cost savings thing. If you mm-hmm. can feed your dog some of the pre-made raw food and maybe do some part of it, you know, even from the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where do you get turkey necks? Um, I, you know, I mean, I buy everything by the case. I've got five dogs. I know. So five, I thought you only have four. Um, oh, that was a long time ago. Now I have five. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Turkey necks is what I would be looking for. So over Thanksgiving, my mother-in-law says to me at some point, so do you still have those same two horses? And I was like, two? Yeah. Gosh, can't remember when I last yeah, had, I had two. two horses. I've got four. You still got 10 zillion cats? I'm down to two cats. You're down I'm to- down to three. Okay. Yep. There we go. Okay. Let's go to the phone lines. Oh, folks, if you got a question for Dr. Jessica Levy, give a holler. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. Okay, we have Jody on the line, and Jody has another question about a dog's diet. All right, that's important. Yes, it is. Hey, Jody, how are we doing? Just fine, thank you. Good, good. So, what's uh, what's the question? Well, I spoke to you once before uh, when my dog my dog had chronic ear infections, and so probably for a few years now she's been on a grain free diet, mm-hmm. and it's the Nutrisource, and I rotate and I soak them the food and all that. Mm-hmm. Okay, not so much the ears bothering her now but she had to have a perianal tumor removed two weeks ago All right. about two weeks ago and the doctor had to did the full blood work and he said that the bun is elevated which is the kidney value and he's telling me that the food is high in protein and that's causing problems and it's gonna she, she'll have kidney failure going on in time is what he's saying so he's saying I should put her on a prescription Medicaid, uh, foods, yep. and it's Hill brand is one he recommended, and a Purina, and I don't remember the specific names. And mm-hmm. what do you think about that? Okay, Dr. Jess, you want to go? Did you have that tumor biopsied? No. Ooh. Okay. That would have been interesting. Yeah, I didn't. And he says usually in male dogs, she's female. He said she's a tough old girl. She's got, I talked to you, um, Katie, before, uh, and, and you recommended, you didn't recommend that she have, um, uh, cruciate ligament surgery done. She's 14 years old. <laughs> and I got a, another vet's opinion. They said, no, I wouldn't do it. So we didn't. But in this case, I felt I had no, no, I had to do this surgery because it was like a, a, a big blood mass on the back of her behind. And then it started to bleed a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's when I brought him in and they said, well, she could live like that, but you'd, well, she can't. Yeah. How old is she? 14. Okay. Okay. And so how high was her B when? Her B-U-N, um, I wrote that down, 51 mg slash DL, it says. Okay. Um, and so... It's normal. Uh, normal is probably up to about 36 or 37, okay. Okay. just depending on the laboratory. Right. You know, every- because in the notes here, I'm looking at the detailed lab results here, and in the bottom it says both the SDMA and creatinine are within re- reference interval, which indicates kidney function is likely good. Correct. And he's telling me this. Correct. So, And what is the creatinine? Um, here, let me flip to that page. I'm sorry, I don't want to... Oh, that's okay. No no pressure. That would help, too. Okay, so what will it say on here? C-R-E-A? Yep. The result is 1.1 mg. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, do you have the normal ranges there as well? The normal is 0.5 to 1.5 reference range. Okay, good. Yeah, it's showing. It's right in the middle of okay. the normal. So, so, there, so there you have um, no concerns there. So the SDMA um, is a recent invention, and that's kind of... Um, they're trying to think of a way of like, well, how can we tell if there are problems with the kidneys before the BUN and the creatinine go up? Because by the time BUN and creatinine go up, you've already lost 75% of kidney function. Oh, my. Oh, wow. But the creatinine is the really important one. So BUN is affected by other factors. BUN is blood, urea, nitrogen. The nitrogen is a product of protein metabolism. And so the BUN is going to fluctuate depending on how much protein is in the dog's diet. BUN is also manufactured by the liver. So with liver disease, the BUN will sometimes go low, which is also a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whereas the creatinine is excreted from the body at a steady rate and is not affected by diet. So creatinine is much more specific. Okay. So first thing to do would be check a, a urine sample because the they urine... Did that. Oh, what was the specific gravity? Um, well, let's say... It... Where would it say that in here? That wouldn't be in the blood panel. No, that would be on the urinalysis. Oh, let's see. I don't know. Okay, it might might just say S. They did that right before surgery. They also wanted to do a chest x-ray, which they did. There was all kinds of things they said we should do this before, and I I don't know whether. I just take the word that you have to. Okay. So the, so the specific gravity will tell you about urine concentration, and there are, there are also other factors on the urinalysis that will tell you about kidney function. Um, but when you have this elevated creatinine in the face of a beautifully normal or elevated BUN in the face of a beautifully normal creatinine and SDMA, Mm -hmm. then you really don't know what to think about it. However, eating a high protein diet does not put you into kidney failure. And if you are in kidney failure, eating a high protein diet does not make it worse. Okay. And that has been scientifically proven. So there are articles that she can go read about it, that. The reason I'm bringing it up is we go in, um, I got to get in the end of this week to get her stitches removed, and he wants to address that with me again. And I uh-huh. I just don't know what to say. Okay, yeah, hold yeah. that thought because you got to run it, then we're going to come back and talk to her, okay? Okay. 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 So don't don't hang up. We're going to get you know continue with this. Okay, why did the poor dog chase his own tail? Why did the poor dog chase his own tail? Hey, hey, thanks for taking, uh, taking time out of your Sunday and tuning into the KDK9 show. I greatly appreciate it. And I always appreciate all your calls. Without your calls, guess what? I'd be standing here going beep, 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 and telling you bad jokes. <laughs> okay, why? Whoops. Why did the poor dog chase his own tail? Do you have any idea there, Dr. Jeffs? Because it was after him. Uh, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Carly, what do you think? Yeah, that's all I was going to say. I was going to oh. say because it was like behind him or something or scared him. Okay, you ready for this? He's trying to make both ends meet. Oh, okay. <laughs> well then. All righty then. That's a good one. Oh, and by the way, I think the book that you were talking about is called 10 Minute Dog Training Games. Okay. By Kira Sundance. Yeah. Is that correct? You got it. All right, there you go. Sundance. Okay. D-A-N-C. Okay. And then it was. it's 10 Minute. 10-minute dog training games. Dog training games. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully the person is still... So the one that called earlier with the golden retriever that was... And her daughter weren't getting along. Okay, the book. The name of the book is 10-minute dog training games by Kira Sundance. Kira Sundance. All right. 
And it's not that expensive. I think it's only like 15 bucks, something like that. Oh, it was cheaper where yeah. I oh, pulled okay. it up. It was like less than $4. Oh, really? Oh, it must be secondhand. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's got to be secondhand. Okay. But anyway, good. it's there. It's available. All right. Yeah. That's good. Okay, we're going back to Jody. Yes, we are. Okay. Jody, you still with us? Jody. Yeah. Oh, right. There you go. Okay. What were you talking about, uh, Dr. Jess? Um, so I think, Jody, you were saying that, that you're meeting with your vet this coming week yep. to get her stitches taken out. Right. So my suggestion would be to take your time, do your research. Uh, it's difficult to interpret an elevated BUN if the creatinine and the SDMA are normal. Okay. Were you able to find the urinalysis in your papers? I looked through all of it, and I don't have it. They just verbally okay. told me that it was fine. Okay. So, so that's something I'm going to ask when I see them. What, is there something I, you could tell me that I should be looking for when they give me that information? Yeah. So you would look at the specific gravity. Specific and, gravity. Um, so there's like the specific gravity is the urine concentration, but you're looking at it as a density measurement. So okay. the, it's compared to the density of water, which is 1.000. And so then you have three ranges. So you have one range where the urine is dilute and that is where it's 1.008 and below you have the range of 1.008 to 1.018 where the urine is not concentrated and you have to question kidney function 1.008 to 1.018 1.018 okay and then if it's greater than 1.019, then the urine is technically concentrated. But really what you want to see in dogs is a urine concentration of about at least 1.025, 1.030 is even better and above. Because So because that, what you're trying to say is, okay, so what are the kidneys doing? Are they doing what they're supposed to do? Uh-huh. The job of the kidneys is to conserve water in the body, right? So our bodies are 70, 80% water, right? Okay. And so, <laughs> yeah. And so the job of the kidneys is to conserve water in the body. If you think of, think of your kidneys as a sewer. So basically... <laughs> The kidney is only supposed to allow enough water to go down the sewer pipe as as much as is required to carry the trash down the pipe, but no more. So basically, your kidneys are there to conserve bodily water and not lose too much. So in order to get an idea of if the kidneys are doing that, we look at urine concentration. Mm. So because concentrated urine tells you that your kidneys are doing their job. Okay. And so that would... That So then, I mean, basically from the blood work, your dog is not in kidney failure. But what gives you that diagnosis of kidney failure is elevated BUN, elevated creatinine, and lack of urine concentration. So those three pieces have to be present for anybody to even talk about kidney failure. Okay. And it is not, and like I said, it is not true that a high-protein diet will put you so into kidney failure. So I can keep on the food she's on. Hmm? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, these two websites you can go uh, and look up. It's called dogsnaturallymagazine.com. Dogsnaturallymagazine.com. Okay. And then healthypets.mercola, M E R C O L A, dot com. Okay. And what you're going to do is type in, and you're going to learn a whole bunch of stuff. They've got articles, it's all holistic, you know, mm-hmm. natural medicine, mm-hmm. and it'll really help you out. Yeah. Because- and don't, don't be, uh, 
I would not downgrade to one of the prescription diets. No. Because it really would be cutting your dog's nutrition. In Dogs Naturally Magazine, they did a phenomenal article. Of, well, I think both of those did a phenomenal article about prescription diets. Put it in the search box when you're on those sites. Okay. Put prescription diets okay. <laughs> and step and stand back, okay? okay. Because you'll be, uh, but that's the first thing that vets want to do. And I found out. Do an article from one of those two sites that mm-hmm. uh, the vets get forty percent of that prescription diet. Oh, that, that's wow. why it's so expensive. Yeah, the markup is usually forty-five to fifty percent. Yeah. yeah so. And see, now they want to do the BUN recheck in two to four weeks, and so it sounds like that's not necessary. No, because the thing is, like, you'd want to you'd want to do something about it if you were going to recheck it instead of just randomly checking it. Let's see if it's changed. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand. Um, like I said, it's hard to interpret just an elevated BUN by itself, and that's kind of a moderate elevation. It's not super high, mm-hmm. and so your dog could very well walk around with a BUN of 50 to 60 for the rest of her life, no harm done. Okay. Yeah, and they want, they're also telling me, I'm seeing in the notes, to do heartworm preventative year-round. <laughs> yep, yep, that's... Should I do that? No, no, no. No, no more chemicals. So we don't do, I don't do that now. Yeah, don't do and that. Also, yeah, and also before the surgery, they wanted to do, they had me bring in the heartworm test that I did, had done, proving that I had it done because I didn't go to him. Uh-huh. And he wanted to redo it because they didn't do the Lyme test, too. Yeah, but you didn't need that, right? Didn't need what? The Lyme test. I mean, it's just, it's not pertinent. I, for I don't know. They were... felt like he needed to do it before he does surgery to make sure there wasn't a Lyme issue going on. I know, but even that test, all it does is it shows antibodies. It's not a good way to diagnose Lyme disease. And if your dog does not have symptoms of Lyme disease, then what are you doing? I don't know. I just felt yeah. like, I don't know. I yeah, just it's, a, it's com- a little kooky. Yeah, I just didn't feel comfortable with a lot of the stuff. And it was a very expensive bill. That's why I didn't have the, um, the pathology test done. Because it's like, why? She's 14. If you find out it's cancer or something, what are you going to do about it? Anyway. Yeah. And well, so I th- saved myself that portion of the Yeah, but see, right. those two websites that I gave you, yeah. uh, you just go to the search box and you start Googling questions that you, okay. and they'll be able to help you and then you'll be able to make better, different decisions okay. that you're comfortable with. Okay. So you're just not putting all your eggs in one basket and that's in your, you know, your vets, okay? okay. Yeah. So, and if, if we have time this evening, Katie, let's talk about the year round heartworm thing. Okay. Oh, that'd be, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that's a okay. big no no. But anyways, Minnesota. We have snow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway, okay. Thank you so much. Well, keep us posted, okay, kiddo? Oh, okay, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. All right. Okay, we're going to come back. What are we going to do here, though? Okay, why are dogs like phones? Why are dogs like phones? Do you know why? I don't know. We'll be back. No. Oh, we're not? No. I thought it was now. It's a it's a hard break, so I have no control over this. So now we that. can now we can tease it. Well, yeah, yeah, hard break. That means you can't hit the button. Okay, we're gonna get back to you guys. Give a holler six five one six four one. Why are dogs like phones? <laughs> 